This episode of The Ale Holes is brought to you with no commercial interruption by simplybeard.com. Every day, baby, when the sun go down, I get with my friends and I begin to clown. I don't care what the people are thinking. I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. But you're so high. Oh, man, you know I ain't high. But you're so high. I just take a little bit every now and then. Be shaking yourself. Welcome to our second ale hole meeting, the uh, Thursday night beer brawl. Tonight we'll be featuring white ale or wit. Um, so we have four beers here tonight. We have a uh, <laughs> yeah, Wicker Kirky. <laughs> we'll have to excuse any of our pronunciations of uh, of these things. Yeah, I'm not German, so well, it is a Belgian. Oh, Belgian. This, is, this is Belgique. <laughs> Belgium. It probably would be, I guess, Wittekirk. Uh, Wittekirk. Yeah, it's a little tiny bottle, eleven ounce bottle. So we have two of them tonight. Uh, we also have a Casablanca Artisan White Ale. By the uh, Jolly Pumpkin Brewing Company, Dexter, Michigan, and our third one is Oma Gang Wit, and that one's out of Cooperstown. Yeah, it has a German. Uh, it implies like it's from Germany or something, but it's not. Yeah, they're pretty uh, pretty well known for their um, Belgian style beers. They got a cute one little the... saying on there: "Worth worth the wheat." <laughs> And finally, we have a uh, Hachino Nest White Ale. So that's what we got on tap for tonight. Oh, those, and those then a special domestic. domestic. This is no? the only uh, the Hachino is uh, Japanese. Oh, oh, yeah, product of Japan, right? So we have we have the European Union here, uh, represented by Belgium, two Americans, right. and Japanese. And uh, I think we're going to finish off with a uh, my own homebrewed Grand Cru. It's direct from the beautiful town of Bloomfield, yes. New Jersey. Out of my, my basement kegerator. Right. So uh, let's crack open these let's bad get the boys. Little, yeah, let's get the little, the little, the little boys going yeah. first. The uh, Wicker Key. It's an authentic Belgian wheat beer. And one of these days I'll, I'll try and find out why this is 11.5 ounces and... Uh, I mean, typically, most of these things are 12 ounces, regular beer kinds of things. But, of course, these other ones are all one point. This is 1.9.4, I can't even, fluid ounces. Ooh, that is a light-colored beer. <laughs> it's almost transparent. <laughs> yeah, I would say you got a point there. Now, you would never have any of these with, with a little bit of lemon, would you, by any chance? Um, people do. Have them with lemon, but uh, it really alters the flavor of the beer. Yeah, say. You know, you get that blue moon, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of times you'll get it with lemon. But you really, a lot of these actually have lemon peel in them, so you do actually get uh, a hint of a lemon flavor. My well, yours poured much nicer than mine. Mm-hmm. I got like no head on mine, surprisingly enough. Very, like, not much in aroma. Nah, but you can really smell the wheat. And the lemon. Cheers. Cheers Cheers. to another Thursday night. 
Now, even ale hole. We, yeah, ale hole. <laughs> we, we just finished having uh, some wonderful Chinese food, and uh, we thought uh, this would be quite complimentary with the Chinese food, so let's, let's check hope. it out. Wow. I don't know if I particularly like it. There's not a lot of flavor. No. You know, for, uh, you know, if you if you have a wheat or a wit beer, which is a style of wheat beer, um, you expect a lot of kind of fruity aromas and some of that fruity taste because the, the characteristic of the beer is to actually have coriander and orange peel and maybe lemon, sometimes honey, but definitely the coriander and the orange should be predominant aromas and and uh, flavors as I well. Say you're right. Now, you know, when I was buying this, I, obviously, as you well know, I did not do any research at all before I bought the beers this evening. So I, I bought and brought a lot of beers that we'll have later on. Nothing wrong with the, the beers that I bought, but the only problem is they're not this style beer. Uh, having said all that, as I, as I removed the six-pack of this particular beer from the, the cooler... Sometimes I get the feeling, well, am I buying the Budweiser of Belgium here? Because I'm not <laughs> familiar with this beer. So, you know, this could be just their regular, everyday drinkability sort of, not that we drink Budweiser every day by any means, but you, get the, drift of, you, 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 you get the drift of what I'm saying here, that, that this could be just it, it the basic have, beer. It does have a very dry, lagerish kind of it does. taste it's, to it. I mean, if you look at the beer, you can't see it through the radio here, but uh, it's... Uh, Really light colored, almost like a urine color. <laughs> oh yeah, also, like like a urine sample uh, from my urologist. Uh, this is like the sample I gave. It, it, it's 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 not even a straw color. It's like slight yellow. Yeah, it's almost you like uh, if it wasn't if it if we knew like it wasn't beer and it wasn't it didn't have some head on the top of it, it would look like a, a soft drink, like like a. I don't know what kind of like what's yellow soft drink Mountain Dew or something. No, it's like green. It's like yeah, Dayglo whatever, green. <laughs> whatever. But let's just let's just say there was not much in, in aroma, uh, and there's in the way of taste, this is pretty it's, bland. It's it's very bland. Um, to be called a a, a wit, a wit just is not cutting it. Um, just to yeah, actually, give you a sense of what a, a wit beer should be. Like I said before, coriander and orange peel, definitely predominant flavors. Um, I mean, it, you got to always have with uh, wheat beers, they should be cloudy, hazy. Yeah, this say, one's yeah. bordering on hazy. Uh, it's so light-colored that I can see my hand through the glass. Um, but it is a bit hazy, and it actually had fairly good... A, a, a wheat a beer should have a fairly good head on it as well. Yeah. I keep having to swirl mine to retain the head well, here. Well, this, this is from the, uh, I don't know, again, you'll have to excuse me on the pronunciation, but it, it looks like Bavik or Bavik, B-A-V, like in Victor, I-K, the Bavik Brewery. It does say on there, uh, since 18... 18- 94. Well, somebody's been liking it for 120 years. Well, this is like uh, <laughs> Stegmeier. Maybe it's the Stegmeier beer, since we're going to have one from Pennsylvania. Uh, Pennsylvania. This might be like the Stegmeier beer of, of Belgium. Uh, imported by, this is, by, by the way, imported by Win, W-I-N, it, I-T, 2, T-O-O, Incorporated, from Santa Barbara, California. 
And I'm assuming here. It's a, you ever hear from, the, Bel- from Belgium, from Belgium to California, right to New to Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> so it's traveled a few thousand miles. Um, what's the global beer network? You have any idea what a global beer network? Nah. Hmm. Okay. Alcohol five percent by volume. Uh, it looks so. The, some other thing. I mean, it does meet some of the style criteria of the beer. Whoop. <laughs> that's about all we can that's, say. That's uh, just poured a last bit of sediment into his beer. That's okay. <laughs> eh, well, it's dropping. Look at that. A little bit of sediment can't hurt. Yeah, most uh, wit beers are four to five percent alcohol, so you can drink a fair amount of them before well, these you get are, loaded. Uh, you know, I mean, when we get to these other ones, uh, it should be five percent or so. Well, that's five. Five. five this one was more. I thought this one. Both the Hitachio and uh, Oma Gang are both 5%. Uh, yeah, probably not even going to say. I don't see it on here, but we'll get to it. Well, they do put a batch number on this one. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that shortly. So, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I wouldn't buy this again. No, I wouldn't buy it again either. Um, it's just way too light and too flavorless for me. Look it up. Uh, why don't you uh, do a little web search on it and see what the Babic Brewery is all about? And, uh, maybe it'll tell us a little bit of something. Uh, Kirk, uh, you know, Kirk in uh, German, I believe. I think. Well, maybe K E R K E. I always thought it was church, but maybe I'm thinking of K I R K E. There's probably a difference. And since one is Belgium and one is German, I suppose, I suppose there's a difference. Uh, anyway, anyway um, so uh, and we are drinking these out of um, Pilsner-style glasses tonight. So what are we coming up with? Anything uh, on this? I'm just just curious I'm not about feeling this beer. I, you know, it's. It's a, there's, not, there's not even a spiciness to it. No, there's no spice. You know, a, a lot of uh, no the wit beers have um, um, some yeah. some hops that tend to be spicy, like uh, Kent Goldings and Saz. You know, I mean... Uh, so you tend to get a little bit of a spice. Like I said, this, this could just be their regular, ordinary, common beer there, um, Belgian, and I'm assuming there's a difference. Or we've been tricked by the label. Well, it'll be interesting uh, if we could, depending on ale hole number one, who really calls the shots on this. He's <laughs> obviously more the expert than I. Um, but it might be a nice uh, contrast to do the wit beer from Japan. And we can do a little international tour here and find out you know, what's, what is the uh, beer from Japan. How is that different? Because I, I, I don't recall having very many... If any memorable beer, memorable beers from Japan, have you? I don't. Yeah, actually, this is one of. I've had several beers from Itachi. Uh-huh. Oh, you've had and, them from and, here before. Yeah, and it's good. Good brew. Yeah, good beer. Good quality round. Yeah, you never think of the Japanese uh, as being great brewers, like the Germans, or you know. Well, they used to think Americans weren't good brewers either. Mm-hmm. So you know, at some point, people there started to realize that, you know, there's better beers than just. Um, what is that? I see. So now, if we were, if we were, um, 
maybe this would require some research one one of these days, but I, I know you talk about a place where they have many different beers on tap, but generally speaking, uh, you go into a place, and I, I suppose, are these basically made in small batches? I would guess, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, well, this is not all. typically you'd go into a, a place that uh, might distinguish itself with its beer on tap, as no, we you, say. No, you, you, you'll, get, you'll get these made on, get on tap. Um, you will? Yeah. Not, not many places have them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They probably sell most of their stuff by beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm looking on a, uh, on a unnamed website here. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, they list uh, 25 places that have this uh, wicker key on tap. So, you know, looking over your shoulder, I can't, I can't see. They, they rate uh, on a scale, of, oh, I see, they're giving this a B, which I suppose is, I don't know how good that is. I don't think I would give it a B. I wouldn't give it a B. I'm supposed to, they're going A, B, C, D, and F, yeah. I, I, I guess. My guess is this will probably be a good starting beer. Um, I, I imagine these other ones will meet the style better. I mean, this might not be bad with, with a certain kind of food or something like that. Well, that here's, here's, you know, here's what I'm comparing it to is other wit beers I've had in the past, what I've brewed myself, and this tastes, tastes like a wheat beer. There, I don't get the sense of coriander and orange that should be present in a wit. Nor, nor do they claim on here anywhere that they have any of those things. I, I, I do notice some of the others talk about the coriander. This particular one does not. Well, it doesn't have any information except the alcohol. It has very, very little information. So, in in the European tradition, I suppose. <laughs> Anyway, well, orig- well, all it does is say originally brewed and bottled in so and so. They do have their own website, B-A-V-I-K dot B-E, B-E, the first two letters of the word Belgium. For those, or beer. For those, of, well, I don't know, it's not beer. Because <laughs> if it said dot D-E, we'd be talking about Germany. But, uh, you know, many Americans who use the internet every day, of course, think it's a uniquely American uh, thing. And they see .com and .org, but when they see .de or .jp or .whatever, they don't realize often that it's coming from another country. Right. Until, of course, they try and read the, read the language on it. As usual, I'm the slow one here. You know, I got a little bit of lemon on that last sip. Yeah, like a third of a, uh, well, maybe a quarter of a glass here, yeah. Come on, man. Always holding down the show. <laughs> now, Peter, on the Simply Beer site... I would guess that there's a place can can people who uh, perhaps listen to the podcast or or uh, visit the website are they able to submit uh, some suggestions perhaps for our, our uh, brew what do we call these yeah. things brew blasts <laughs> brew, or, brew orgy brew orgy um, Thursday night beer brawl right the beer brawl uh, people can certainly send in some comments or suggestions on brews that uh, we can try so what are we gonna do next are we gonna do Hitachi now yeah let's do let's do the Japanese one or I Hitachino mean, uh, I I gonna be butchering this name and um, uh, while you're opening that and use an opener not your teeth I'll Come rinse on. these out you think. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, we don't want to, you know, cross, cross breeze, it's still, it's still cross contaminate. <laughs> well, how am I going to know? They both say daddy on them. Hey, can't hey, knock the fine crystal. That has a glass that says daddy on it. Because yeah, i got kids who love me. Ah, there you go. <laughs> oh, well, Mark is uh, so diligently washing out our uh, 
Daddy Pilsner glasses. I'm going to be opening this uh, Hitachino Nest White Ale. Sounds good. Oops, glass, glass. Thank you. As it starts to pour over a little bit. Say it again. There's a big difference in opening this particular bottle of uh, beer uh, in comparison to the one we just tried, the one we just had. Well, it's funny. I just poured the first half. I, I poured my glass out of the first half of the beer. Oh, big difference. Look and at that. mine's literally. God. That looks like the beer my father used to drink. <laughs> absolutely clear. But Mark's has a nice haze to it, so. Yeah, what's the deal? Um, the sediment. I know, but the, so, yeah. I'll pour a little bit more off the bottom here. That's a little better. Oh, well, a little bit more. Now, now you can really see stuff. Yeah, I'll refer to it as stuff right now. Well, I mean, if you're brewing stuff with herbs, you know, these well, little coriander is. seeds yeah, and right. orange peel and lemon peel, this stuff's gonna break apart. Now. We really should prepare. We should prepare a little, a little more, a little more for these things. Ah. So, if we're going to toast each other in Japanese, since we're drinking a Japanese beer, what what would we say? I know it's not bonsai. That much, <laughs> that much I know for sure. I was going to say bonsai. Yeah, you were going to say that. Well, Arigato. <laughs> All right. Where's that? Thank you. And we'll make something. Salto. Cheers. There we go. Cheers is universal. Oh, big difference in it. Ooh. A lot of coriander, very sharp, and the aroma. Maybe some like uh, grains of paradise. Too. Wow, like night. I mean, really, it's like this, these beers were brewed on two separate continents. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, big difference! Wow. I mean, it's, it's almost it's, like there's a lemon in here. There's so much lemon. Well, let's look at the bottle. In the there is, it is a lot of lemon. I don't lemon. know. Can you read Japanese? Yes, I can, actually. <laughs> what, one of my skills. Yeah, this is interesting. The website ends in .cc. I know that's not for Japan. Where is .cc? I don't know. Never heard of it. Never heard of that either. We can look it up on the web, by the way. Oh, is that what the web's for? Yeah. Well, looking stuff up? It's not just for looking at porn. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, so here's this, what it says. Uh, brewed and bottled by the Kiuchi Brewery in Ibaraki, Japan. This one is imported by the B United International, uh, Reading, Connecticut. Uh, product of Japan. Who cares about the importing company? Yeah, just curious. Because if they if they import a really good beer, it might, you know. That's not the Coors Brewing Company, you know. No, not no. Imported by Coors Brewing Company. <laughs> oh, that's Blue Moon. <laughs> Distributed by Anheuser Busch. This is very good. I, I like this one. Oh, this beer. Let me describe it to you. Is uh, straw color. It's very similar in color to the last one. Um, once I poured a little bit more from the bottom, it got the haze that it should have. Uh, also got a lot of carbonation. Like um, that zestiness on your tongue. 
Yeah, I'm ready to very, belch very, every, every 15 seconds. Very heavy on uh, coriander and and uh, lemon, maybe some grains of paradise as well. It poured with a good head, but it quickly dissipated. But it's very... It, it, there, is a, there is perhaps just a slightly... Maybe a, a little bit too strong taste of lemon. Yeah, the lemon... It's 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 good, but that lemon is just really overpowering. Yeah, I think I all think the other so. flavors. I mean, the lemon should be noticeable, but it shouldn't give you that bitter beer face. Yeah, it feels like somebody took that little that little yellow squeeze bottle. You yeah, know, and like gave it a squeeze big squeeze it in, in there, and, and you know so. Yeah, if you order one of these, definitely don't get it with a lemon attached to the glass. Not, not necessary. <laughs> you got enough already. So, it's much it's much better than the other one, but it's more it's definitely more representative of the style. Yeah, but you know, it, it's too bad we don't have an actual now. The the beer I would imagine really uh, germinated, so to speak, in Europe, since we're calling it a, a wit beer, or wit being. German, I, I'm assuming for wheat. Uh, so it's 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 unfortunate we don't have a representative beer here from <clears throat> from the German Republic. <laughs> well, uh, we tried. I mean, we got the wit beer, but this is one of the well, styles. That's Belgium now. Uh, Belgium, whatever. Yeah. Well, it's a big difference, you know, especially to okay. what do you call a person from Belgium? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke. Uh, there must be a name. I mean, you know. <laughs> Belgianese. <laughs> Belgianist. We sound like George Bush now, completely unaware, you know, of any. Yeah, we're what just you call it, Americans? Don't mind yeah, us. We don't know. Oh, well, I don't know what the hell. Yeah. I mean, all the rest of it's simple. We can Germans, Japanese, you know, whatever, Pennsylvanians. But this is one of these are one of the styles that American brewers have really picked up on, and you're not going to find. There's not a lot of people left making this style of beer. Hmm. So what what's really the hot beer thing now? Is it the IPAs? I mean, when Definitely I go definitely the IPAs. Yeah, because when I go to the uh, anything anything imperial, imperial stout, imperial IPAs, uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, imperial red ales. I mean, those are those are the hot ones. IPAs. Everybody's loving IPA, especially uh, you get one an Amarillo IPA made with Amarillo hops. Is is one of these beers that's you know, amazingly sweet and so full of aromas and really, so, really well, nice to drink. So what do you think drink. now is capturing the palate, let's say, of the American beer drinking audience? Uh, IPAs are hot. Why do you well, think I, that I think, is? I think, well, you just go into a liquor store. How many, st what style of beer do you see the most? Well, aside uh, from, but that's you know, a response Sam Adams. To, that's obviously a response to people asking for it, though. Right. So there's, there, but, so but there's got some think, popularity. Or well, there is, period. but why do you think it's, it's, I mean, it wasn't popular, what, maybe three years ago. I don't recall seeing the IPAs all over the place. Oh, we're definitely there. Um, I, I think, you know, as Sam Adams started getting people into this Boston lager thing, mm -hmm. and they started throwing out different styles mm -hmm. of beer, yeah, sure. and people started seeing them because they were mass-producing them. They weren't just throwing... They were throwing out limited releases, but... In massive quantities, 
so that they're flooding all these liquor stores with these sampler packages or um, just like a cherry wheat or, or a stout or a porter, and people started... Yeah, I mean, because all, all, all these things grow, go in some kind of cycle. Yeah. Just like wines do, Chardonnays are popular, right. Pinot Noirs were probably now, you know. But that's so, what I think what started mainstreaming mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the uh, popularity of, of microbrews, which I don't think Sam Adams is a microbrew anymore. No. I mean, they're, they're definitely They make a good mass-produced beer, though, generally yeah. speaking. I mean, you know, you know, it's drinkable. Definitely drinkable. So, and they do, make a, they do make a white ale. Um, and uh, for those of you who don't know, a uh, synonym for wit is white ale. They are one and the same. And Sam Adams does make a white ale. I had it once, and it didn't leave me with any particular mm-hmm. so now, lasting if, if, impression. If, if, if a brewery like um, Sam Adams makes a small, comparatively small run of beer, whatever, however you say it, yeah. uh, is that with that, I know it's not te- technically a microbrewery, but if they make a small run of something, is that a microbrew? It's called probably called a craft beer. Uh, so okay. the term microbrew is pretty much been replaced by craft brewing uh-huh, over the last several years. Interesting. Okay. So you get a lot of craft brewers um, making smaller batches of beer. As opposed to crap brewers. Yeah. It could be, you know, <laughs> we don't know who the crap brewers are, but certainly. I think you can yeah. all figure it out for yourself. But, uh, you know, I think this is, uh, now I'm, know, I'm, more I'm, I'm having a give, very hard uh, time drinking this beer. Well, it's a the, little the bit too lemon, The lemon is just so, it's just leaving like a a sticky taste in my mouth, like I have a dog with peanut butter or now, something. I would probably say, why don't you go to that unnamed website for a minute, and uh, just as a, before we look at it, though. So the other beer got a got a B rating. Yeah, I mean for all for whatever that's worth. I mean these things are all subjective, and you know who the hell knows what it, what it means, it, how many people are responding, and how many reviews might this be based upon. So, you know, keep in mind it's all subjective stuff. But if that was rated a B, and uh, we thought it was both, uh, both of us thought it was mediocre. Now, this one, I could say could be in the, in the B category. Um, but, again, I think the, lem- the, the, the too much lemony taste does detract uh, from the beer itself. Do you, do you see anything on there, A-hole number one? <laughs> A-hole number one. A-hole number one reports. <laughs> the A-hole number two. <laughs> hey, come on, folks. Now, seriously, aren't we having fun here or what? Uh, yeah, you really... You they, know, they, they, they seem to like this beer, but I, I wonder if this is an older review. If this... Because this label is not the same. No, it's not the same. what we're looking not at. Not nearly the same. Um, so maybe different. this was from a year or two ago, or... Uh-huh. You know, maybe... Maybe we just got to... Bad batch, but they seem to really like this beer, and there's nothing in here nothing. about you know overpowering lemon. And we're both agreeing here that this lemon is just really overpowering. Yeah, just, just as a future note on a, on a technical aspect of our of our what we're doing here, it might be interesting. We can do take a note on this, but it would be it would be kind of fun uh, to do a um, a simultaneous beer tasting. And maybe we can set it up with some kind of like Skype conference or something with video cameras, and we can invite we can invite uh, people from the home audience, so to speak, from the to, home uh, office. You know, maybe we can have like a uh, a group thing going on. You know, 
Yeah, that, that would mean figuring out what beers we're going to drink. Well, <laughs> not you, the you, day we come you, in. You can post it beforehand, and uh, of course, we probably all, we probably have to do this with time factors considered because uh, you know all different areas of the country may not participate. But it's just an idea, you know, that might uh, generate some. Um, yeah, so if anybody out there is interested and. Maybe pursuing something less, uh, drop us a note. Or, or we can do a little poll thing, perhaps, and have uh, people do a poll. Uh, what beers would they like us to uh, to try? Yeah, by all means, send in suggestions. I mean, we're just drinking beer. We don't care. Hey, yeah, not, <laughs> not that I'm a guy who worries about price by any means, because I did bring it up on the last podcast how much I paid for something. But uh, the one of the beers that I that I bought that we're not using for this particular tasting. Yeah, I mean the the bottle. It was nine ninety nine for one bottle of this stuff. That's what this um, so, Jolly know. Pumpkin White Ale so, was ten dollars. You know, we're doing you folks, uh, you know, a big favor here. Uh, testing yeah, we're sacrificing our taste buds. So if anybody would like to PayPal us some money, you know, <laughs> as a contribution or a donation, we would certainly appreciate it. Or just send us beer. Or just, yeah, we could do that too. Uh, so. What do you? I mean, should we try and rate these things? I, I'm not a big ratings guy, but sometimes I feel like I mean, you know, we're saying enough about it. I think we're saying enough about it. I yeah. don't want to get into rating these nah, beers. Nah. I'd rather compare them against one another. Um, the beers when I rate beers, I like to take that one beer and literally drink the entire, you know, seven fifty milliliter bottle. You know, so I get a good impression of what it is and take my time drinking it because, you know, beer flavors change as they warm or, sure. you know, if, if they start out too cold, they have one dominant flavor. Are, so far, these seem like good temperatures for these, uh, yeah. for these beers. Yeah. But I, again, I, I just have to comment on, on well, I mean, I mean, who knows? This could be like calling an automobile an automobile. And, of course, you have the Hyundai and you have the Lexus. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they both will get you where you want to go, but there's, there's stylistically, everything is much different. And certainly the beer from Belgium in comparison to this beer, was it 180 degrees difference? Is that what? Two Literally. Okay. Literally. I, I, I find it hard to believe that that first Belgian beer was actually a wit because I didn't taste <laughs> anything no, no. Uh, that would indicate to me that it's a, a, a wit beer. Yeah, let me yeah. ask you something here, Peter, since you are the a- ale hole number one. Uh, now, this one just you forget that. I, I never, <laughs> I never will. Trust me, because if it wasn't, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. Um, this Belgium. Now, it's a, it refers to it as a wheat beer. Now, this one refers to uh, the Hitachino uh, refers to itself as a as a white ale. Now, is there a difference there? Because I know, even in, in my limited capacity, there is a difference between an ale and a beer. So would that make... Well, an ale is a beer. It is a beer, but right. I mean, it's it's not the same, though, right? Isn't an ale usually a, a different brewing process or anything like that? Well, all of these, as wheat beers, or as a subcategory of wheat, a wit beer, they are all ales. Uh-huh. Meaning that when they're fermented, the temperature range is probably above... 58 degrees. Um, these are probably a little bit warmer, probably in the mid-60s. I, I fermented uh, my Grand Cru, which we'll try later tonight, at 68 degrees. Hmm. Um, lagers, by definition, are cold fermented. I mean, so, lagers are beers, there, but we refer to them as lagers. So I was just wondering Pilsner's, if... Pilsner's a lager. I'm just wondering if this... You know, now this one... 
that one doesn't say. See, yeah, this one also refers to itself as an ale. This is called an artisan white ale. Right. These mm. are all, they're all ales. I see. And Even though this one says beer. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all ales. And the, the white ale and wit are interchangeable. Okay. Now, I guess technically, I, I know Europe has a lot of um, laws about purity of beer and such like that. And I'm assuming... You know, we call champagnes, but something can only be a champagne if it's from the Champagne region of France, blah, blah, blah. Anything that bears on anything here? Well, you'll see here on this uh, Oma Gang. See, it says true Belgian style. Right. Style. Uh -huh, yeah. It does not say Belgian wheat ale. Right. It says Belgian style uh -huh. wheat ale. Because, like champagne, it's not made in Belgium. It's made in New York. Right. Well, that would so, be... Um, and, and really, I mean, these are... They're, they're not like purity laws, but mm -hmm. in, in this case, this is like an ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, mm -hmm. you know, label approving regulation. Right. You know, same with wines. They all have to be approved by the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms uh, Commission that what you're stating on the label is, in fact, what the beer is. You know, whereas, you know, these ones that are being imported, I don't know what they have to, whether or not they have to meet the same standards mm -hmm. or basically they just have to say on it that they have a, uh, you know, redemption value and, you yeah, know, the don't blah, blah, drink blah, blah. it while you're pregnant. Uh, yeah, I was a little worried about that because I thought I might be. Um, okay, so... My recommendation then, probably to, for the third, the third round, so to speak, since it claims to be a Belgian-style wheat ale, it might be good to do that one next. All right, let's do it. Because uh, then we can compare the uh, first one with that one and see, see what the dilio is, as they say. Or we can just taste them in price order. Now, you know, I mean, it, it, doing here. well, it doesn't matter, <laughs> uh, you know... Now, one other, just a couple other things. It says Hitachino, it says Nest Beer. Does that mean anything? N-E-S-T? Nest Beer? No, I think it's Hitachino Nest Beer. Like, because it's an owl. Owl's Nest. I don't, I don't get it. As far as labels are concerned, um, I don't like that one, actually. I don't, you know, I like the owl. I like the, I like the this one uh, from uh, Cooperstown. Actually, Cooperstown, New right, York. Right. So for all you listening, seeing him point is not helping you, huh? <laughs> you can't. As a guy used to say, when uh, you never notice when people give directions on the telephone, they'll always be pointing, and they'll say, "Well, you just go down to the corner and you know and make a left," but nobody can see that. Um, as far as labels, now I know uh, a. The ale hole number one did take photograph of the uh, of the uh, labels uh, before we started, but I think my favorite label is this one. Is this one the Calabaza Blanca Artesian White Ale? We'll describe that when we get to it. But uh, the uh, first one from Belgium is pretty nondescript. Doesn't really say much. I don't. I don't particularly care for this owl thing. Doesn't. Doesn't do much for me. And somewhat of a traditionalist, I like this particular one, and, and, and the last one we'll try. And then, of course, we have the home group. Yes, which I'm looking forward to. See, it's it's, just, a, it's amazing, just, you know, it's amazing the geographical variety of all this stuff. Here we have, is this actually brewed in Cooperstown, New York, by the way? I believe so. No kidding. Hmm. 
So it's it's amazing the geographical places that uh, these people these yeah. you know. Well, it's actually owned by the Duvel family of Ailes, which is a Belgian. Oh really? Company. Isn't that something? Right, but I don't believe. I believe they are bought by. So as Marcus finishing up, downing that uh, super lemon with, yeah, I'm, uh, a little too uncorking the uh, Omegang white. Uh, sorry, the Omegang wit beer, which is uh, about five percent alcohol, and it warns you here to pour it very slowly. What what we might add here also uh, the other. Um, Beers that we have are all uh, tops, uh, metal tops, you know, can opener type of things. And this this particular one we're opening now has an actual cork. So you got to know it's damn good beer. I've had bad cork beer. Well, I know. <laughs> all right, let's see. It says pour gently. So uh, let's see. It uh, also says it has uh, coriander, sweet orange peel, mm-hmm. and unmalted wheat. Well, this this has the potential. Has the potential. Ah, you hear that going into the glass? Beautiful. Just as a reminder, I think we should do that every time we do the, the cast. Right, right, right over pour, the, uh, pour the beer right right, right, by right the into mic. the mic. Okay, listen up, listen up, listen uh, up, people. Uh, somehow, I don't think you're hearing it now. You never know. We'll get. We'll have to get it down. What we have to do is get a foley artist. Group, 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 group. We must know a fo- we must know a foley artist somewhere that can enhance the sound a little bit. Uh, Alan. Oh, sound, there you go. Sound engineer. Uh, there we go. <laughs> we'll have him go and uh, record some uh, gurgling beer sounds. Absolutely. For us, has to be Belgian beer though, you know, or Belgian style in this in this case. There we go. <sighs> nice color. So the description here on the bottle Cloudy, says. Uh, but not not. Intensely so. The Omegang Wit is a traditional Belgian-style white ale, light body, frothy head. Got a good frothy head. Uh, quenching taste blend, a coriander, sweet orange peel, and unmalted wheat into a flavor as bright and soft as summer clouds over uh, a Flanders field. You know what? It was a nice description until I got all like... Uh, Gushy. Gushy, yeah, like a Hallmark card. Well, hey, <laughs> yeah, listen, you want to have a beer, you know, with a chick or something like that, and I mean, this might be good. You can yeah. you can read that little bit and say, uh, honey, you know, I, I chose this uh, because uh, you remind me of the summer clouds over a Flanders field. There you go. As you proceed to take off her clothes. Um, well, this one has a, a, a much subtler aroma than the last one, but definitely very sweet. Uh, and smell the coriander and orange. A little bit of the hot. See, I like I like the the aroma on this one. It's not it's not as overpowering, but it's definitely. But it has a good ale aroma. Yeah, it's kind of bready too at the same time. Hmm. Very different. Three. Completely different beers. I'm not going to say anything about this one just yet. I need another sip, too. Yes, I do. <laughs> You're absolutely right. In the meantime, while well, Ale Hole number one is having another sip, uh, I like the, 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 I mean, this is funny, some of the stuff is on here. It says, the brewery Omegang is 3,264 miles from Brussels, 
but its heart is right in Belgium. It was created out of our devotion to the unique ales brewed by the country where brewing is an art and partaking is a passion. I like that. Oh, very strong yeast. Now this, this, this one recommends serving at 40 degrees Fahrenheit. That's probably not too far off there. It's probably about 45. Worth the week. I can go get my, uh, my uh, barbecue thermometer. See if it's cellar, medium cellar at the, <laughs> cellar at the, yeah, okay. Wheat ale with traditional spices, okay. What else do we have to say about this? Well, listen, you can never you can never really go wrong. And as I said before, this is not a bad uh, beer. Uh, I guess if you um, are entertaining a woman, uh, perhaps uh, she may not be a big beer aficionado. You know, but she might enjoy one. But I'm enjoying this beer. I I I, I quite like it. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. definitely got a lot. It's got it's a lot yeastier, breadier. Um, the the flavors of the orange and coriander are still present, but they're they're more a lot more subtle. And you can taste a little bit of the hops as well. A little spice from the hops at the end. I think this is a better balanced beer. Than the other two. Well, so far the first one was was unbalanced in the sense that it, it had no, none of the spices one would attribute to. Right. But we, yeah, the we second one was obviously overloaded with with at least a lemon taste. But uh, again, you know, just getting back to entertaining entertaining a, a woman over a bottle of beer. Now, if the evening doesn't go all that well, you can you can't go wrong having a quote. On your bottle of beer from Samuel Johnson. <laughs> so here you are. Now you've been sitting there. You probably downed a few of these, and uh, you know the, the repartee is flying. And then you have to look at this this beautiful woman sitting across from you, who you know, even though you thought in your in your wildest fantasies that this date was going to go extremely well, but it hasn't. It's been tanking. And you need to say to her, or maybe him, <laughs> and remember, he who has provoked the shaft of wit. Cannot complain that he smarts from it. <laughs> Nothing like a little bit of intellectual uh, accoutrement there with the beer. What would have got here on this unnamed? unnamed yeah, site? It, it, uh, really, not very good reviews. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it doesn't matter what they say. It's what we say. You're absolutely right. You know, it's, it's the thing with beer. It's so subjective. You know, there's no wrong way to taste a beer, you know, it, it's, it's how you feel about it. And a lot of times, even your mood, that temperature outside, temperature inside, it's time of year. Any fights it, you had with your wife? Yeah. <laughs> or girlfriend or boyfriend or It's, it's going to affect how, how a beer tastes. I mean, I'm not one to go out and drink, you know, an imperial coffee stout on a 105 degree day, mm-hmm. you know, because then it will just taste nasty. Well, since since he mentioned imperial a few times now, so when someone says that they're getting an imperial something, an imperial IPA, imperial stout, imperial, what exactly does that mean? A lot of people have different opinions on what gives a, a beer its imperial nature, but generally you're going to find a lot more fermentable material, more grains, higher quantities of grains. Mm-hmm. Higher quantities of hops 
to balance the higher quantities of grain. So was there an imperial standard, so to speak? In other words, you were brewing for I'm shaking. I, I, I made fun they of Marcus. I, I'm shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no standards. No. Uh, but you're really? going you, to find a, style of, a typical style of beer has a certain percentage of alcohol. For the most part. And then you, you know, apply these Imperials, you're probably going to get 20% higher alcohol volume. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have, the beer is going to be more expensive because you have to buy more grains, more hops to, to keep a balanced beer. Um, but the other thing about an Imperial beer, or, or should be... It sounds good drinking it, though. We're having an Imperial tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it's going to be able to age on your shelf for a year, several years, three years. Um, they also take a lot longer to brew. Um, a, 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 maybe a typical stout could be ready for a home brewer uh, to drink within two to two and a half months, three months. Um, but you take an imperial stout, and with just everything in there, all the yeast that has to convert all the sugars to alcohol and process everything in the beer, it's going to take that beer two or three times longer to get to a point where it's drinkable. If you look at a recipe for an imperial stout, it's going to say, leave it in the uh, secondary fermenter for six to nine months. Hmm. You know, whereas that plain basic stout would be you know, leave it in the secondary for a month. I'm nodding. Um, I'm, not, I'm nodding my head. Yeah. By the way, we, we got to get used to this whole talking to a microphone. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people probably out there. You know, we've all had the question: What would this go with as far as food? We've all heard. You know, you go into a store. What kind of wine would go with food? But over the past few years, as as beer has become much more popular, especially the types of beer we're talking about. People might have a question. What do you think this would go with? Or this, what would you suggest to go with? Well, I think this wit beer here is kind of, it would be equivalent to like a Chardonnay in wine world. Hmm. Um, it's a slightly fruity, dry at the same time. So you probably want to put it with a fish, ah, you a know, lighter fish. Exactly. i tell you what I was or, thinking. Or, or um, light chicken that's not been cooked in a heavy sauce. This beer reminds me of sitting on a dock in Maine somewhere, looking out, and you got the breeze coming from the ocean, you're sitting there with this, with this, with this, this particular beer, uh, having it in, you have some wonderful succulent lobster, fresh, right off the boat, up there in Maine, Lots of butter. with the butter, <laughs> this would be, I think this would be a perfect beer for the lobster dinner. Yeah, this is, this is a, a good style of beer to go with it. Good style of beer. You know, I think a good be warm beer. summer day kind of beer. Absolutely. Mm, so, cheers to lobster. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it goes. Yeah, we ate Chinese food, but, you know. Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we can afford lobster. I can't. But uh, so far, you know, mm. the first one, absolutely disappointing. Uh, the second one, overbearing, uh, lemony taste, one might say. This one, I think, is certainly the best out of the three so far. It's definitely more well-balanced, and, and the longer it's been sitting here, I've been swirling it in my glass. Um, the, 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 I think the yeastiness is kind of subsiding a little bit. More of the flavors are 
pronounced. I think there's much more of a wheat taste to this one too. It definitely is a, a wheat beer. Yeah. With those lemon and you know, or, not lemon, but uh, orange and coriander. Now let me ask you, Peter. We know we know many people have allergies to different foods and things, peanuts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I know some people do, in fact, have allergies to wheat, so they wouldn't be able to drink this beer. I'm assuming, right? <laughs> no, that's why they have. Uh, they do make gluten-free beer, uh-huh. um, which personally I've never had, but uh, I've read a couple forums on on gluten-free beer, and one of the problems that they have is. So you can't get a, they they haven't been able to get a lot of flavor and taste out of gluten free beers. The the they're so light and so that that's unfortunate that a rather from what I can tell sizable part of our population uh, you know can't partake in some of these beers. Yeah. If not, probably all of them. I suppose. Uh, right? Anybody that uh, has celiac disease or something like that will not be able to drink beer. I mean, because almost all beer is made. Right. From some sort of grain, barley, wheat, um, you have to, I think, I don't know what they use. I think they use uh, soy or or rice. So somewhere along the way. Make sake. Make sake, right? Yeah. <laughs> somewhere along the way, brewing beer, someone discovered how to do the fermentation, make beer, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. so... And then and the amazing thing about all this, this the, the human um, journey that we're all on, then people figured out ways of making different kinds of beer, adding this and adding that. So it's, this is a well, wonderful hops, reflection of... You know, hops human. were never introduced into beer until um, only a couple hundred years ago. I mean, you have to remember that, you know, one of the oldest quotes about beer comes from uh, almost 5,000 B.C., now remember this, folks. We just we just quoted Samuel Johnson. Now we're going to get another quote. I can't even remember the quote. Well, you know, you, 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 close enough. It, it, it's something about um, you know a man is not refreshed until he has a beer in his mouth. That's right. Didn't Ben Franklin say something about beer also? It was one of those pharaohs in Egypt. One of the pharaohs. <laughs> yeah. No, I know Ben Franklin said something about it. He had something good to say about beer, but. I'm a librarian by profession, but you think I can remember all this? But yeah, you you Google it now. That's all. You know. Hey, all these guys are probably making beer. Is making beer is not a complicated thing to do. It's actually very simple. I don't do. And it. especially these people, you know, you talk about Ben Franklin, John Adams, whoever. I mean, they had, you know, plantations of land. Mm-hmm. So to set aside a little bit of land to grow hops and some grains. It's probably not a big deal at all. Well, certainly a um, when one looks at, at the uh, different uh, brews that are available, all the different wines and, and, and liquors, everything, liqueurs, all the different alcoholic beverages, it's, it's amazing that so many permutations and manifestations of, of human creativity, which all, what these things all represent. Yeah. So if we call it a craft, one looks up the word craft somewhere and you'll see that it's, you know, it's a, a small, handmade, often that, those kinds of things, uh, which, you know, that, it's truly great that these beers represent all that. You know, there are a lot of wit beers out there. I mean, just looking at the, the, the websites, you'll see that there are probably five, six hundred um, um, makers of, of wit beer. 
But the problem is most of these people who make wit beers make them on such a small scale. Mm -hmm. They're only available locally. Which, by the way, folks, I'll be going to uh, traveling to Germany in July. <laughs> and when I was there, oh, in approximately ten years ago, they gave me a um, honorary beer drinking certificate because they didn't believe that an American an American can drink that much beer. First of all, and, and second of all, truly appreciate it. But the beer drinking experience in in Germany is is uh, really a, a you know. Much different than the United States. I mean, when we talk about the beer hall, which I visited in Munich, I mean, basically you have 500 people sitting around in a beer hall drinking beer. This was this as was the way a, it should be. As the way it should be. And, I, I really and, you know, would love to see beer gardens back in the United States. Well, did they happen all over Germany? Uh, our a relative of ours, Gunther, you know, he was driving the Mercedes minivan. And uh, my wife and I thought we were going back to the hotel to, to, to rest. It was a long day. And uh, German, you know, very hospitable people. So we're driving back, and I'm thinking, oh, finally, you know, I'm going to go home, get to take a bath. Well, Gunther drives off, turns off the road, and, and is going down a dirt road somewhere into the forest, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, where the hell You're is being this being kidnapped. Going? Where is he going? You know, where is he going? Where, where is he taking us? Well, all of a sudden, the road comes to the end. It opens up into a clearing in the in the forest there, and there's like sixty people there drinking beer in, in a true, really true beer garden. And uh, you know, they're not they're not brands. Uh, it's all stuff that they make there. It's not like uh, you know, they pour it out in in draft and and it's just really. But the the communal spirit, as we were saying, yeah. they should bring back beer gardens. I mean, there, you know, there used to like be a bar. beer garden in New Jersey, in uh, Central Jersey. There used to be a beer garden, and uh, I don't think it's there any longer. But, At uh, one time, there was a good German one in Weehawken, I believe it was, because if I'm not mistaken, Weehawken, North Bergen, something like that, had a very large German population. We've <laughs> got a lot of Irish folk there. <laughs> but it's, a, it's, a, it's truly a, a unique experience going to a, a beer garden or a beer hall as opposed to going down you know, to a bar. Yeah. Big difference. Or you get some bars which are truly beer experiences. But unfortunately, there... Maybe we'll do a live report from one. There are few and far between. The um, one I particularly like around here is uh, Andy's Corner Bar in uh, Bogota, uh -huh. uh, New Jersey. Which, uh, it's a tiny, tiny, tiny little bar. Maybe uh, 20 spots to bar and another 7 or 8, you know, 4-person tables. But they have... Little red and white checkered tablecloths, like no. those plastic ones? No tablecloths. No tablecloths. No table just wood. Right. And there's no signs, like um, cores. You know, you get those neon ah, signs yeah, and all yeah, the windows. Yeah, right. You don't have any of those. You can't even get that stuff. Now, let me ask there. you something, Peter. This particular place you go to, and I, there's a lot of talk about this, and I, I won't tell you what my feelings are on this right away, but are there a lot of TVs in this particular bar, or do people really go there to drink the beer? There's... There's one TV in the corner, and as it should be, I might. And, and it's like, and it's real. It's literally like a, uh, it's like a 27 inch RCA from like '98. Yeah, knob, <laughs> one of those things you turn the knob to get the station. You know, still and got yeah, a horse right, invert. Right. You don't get the station. You have to fiddle with the knob a little bit. No, they they, they do show some the sporting events and so forth there, but yeah, well, people economic. don't go there. For you go there. This is a, tr a place you truly go for the beer. 
I'm got, sorry, got, the name of the place again? Andy's Cor- Andy's Corner Bar. Okay, so if you'd like to if you'd like to uh, see us do a, a live report from Andy's Corner Bar, <laughs> we'd be more than happy to do that. And once again, you know. Please don't hesitate to uh, do a PayPal contribution, uh, you know, just to support our extravagant <laughs> lifestyle. You know, I mean, this is for your benefit. We're drinking these ten bottle, ten dollar bottles of beer here to save you the big bucks before you go out and spend it, so you can, you know, you know, you're doing the right thing for your family and your country. There you go. Okay, support us. I haven't done that all night. All right. Thankfully, I'm, I'm always the, la- the slowest. What can I tell you? Yeah, I'm almost. You're, I'm, you're, 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 you're consuming it in a, in a freeform manner. Well, I'm appreciating you. <laughs> so here we got batch. Okay, three eighteen and batch three. Ale hole number one. Yeah. So <laughs> we're looking at this uh, Calabaza Blanca artisan white ale from uh, the Jolly Pumpkin Brewing Company in Dexter, Michigan. Definitely a nice label, though. Li- li- yeah, it's got this blonde on there, kind of bending over, looking at a sailboat, and a kind showing, of, her, uh, showing her cleavage. No, there's no cleavage to be found. Oh, oh wi- wishful thinking on my part. Yeah, right. So you have to understand, I brought up the lobster because I weigh 425 pounds. <laughs> and I, I just love you know food and beer. You know, but the, they, they, this little sticky on the back of the bottle it says batch 318 and 319. I don't know how you combine batches, but nonetheless, there it is. Uh, so they describe this beer as a artisan white ale brewed in Belgian's beer blanche tradition. Spiced with orange peel and coriander, you'll find a refreshing tart with a wonderful dry finish. I, I've been looking for a tart, by the way, so I hope I find one here. <laughs> I think I'll just leave that one off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my wife is listening, which I'm sure she's not. <laughs> Honey, I still love you. you know. I mean, I hope you find us amusing enough to uh, listen in on this. I, I find this, I find this a lot of fun. It's good to have a hobby in life, I think. <laughs> yeah. What's better than drinking beer? I know. You know I, play, beer. I, I play bingo, but I don't know. <laughs> My mother-in-law says I should get a a a, a good hobby, a, a man's hobby. She said bingo. What, what's more of a man's hobby than drinking beer? You got that right. Well, All right, this is, is also one, there is one other thing in life that's probably more of a hobby. Excuse <laughs> me, a man's hobby anyway. Oh, good burp. Uh, this is also barrel aged, might I add. Really? So we might get maybe some oak. Flavor in it as well. All right, let's try this out. Now, now for nice for the rookie such as myself, I consider myself a rookie basically. Um, I'll just note that that Peter has been pouring the beers, and he'll leave approximately one inch uh, in the in the bottom of the bo- bottle because in my naivete before, of course, I, I poured the bottle into my glass and all the sediment rushed out. That's not bad. I mean, probably it'll help make you more regular, but... Uh, <laughs> There's nothing know. wrong with sediment. Nothing, There's absolutely yeah. nothing wrong with sediment. But you may not want to do that. This beer has a, a head on this is much longer lasting than any of the other beers that we've had. Still, you know, s- 
almost two minutes after he poured it, it's still a good, you know, half quarter inch to half inch ahead. This seems to have a little bit beer. more of an ale aroma to it. An ale aroma. If I might say. Very cloudy, hazy beer. About the same color as the rest of them, straw colored, blonde. Same color as a restroom, did you say? Yeah, it's a restroom. <laughs> it's a blonde, all right? It's a blonde. <laughs> this one, like the uh, Oma Gang, has a very strong, yeasty, bready kind of <laughs> aroma to it. But you can't, it is sweet though. You can kind of smell the, the orange in it. Although I'm not really sensing any coriander, but let's try it out and... Right. See what our taste buds Let's tell us. Let's give it a roll. Cheers. Cheers. Very carbonated as well. Strong lemon flavor. Not quite as strong as the other one, though. No, but definitely much more pronounced in the uh, sweetness category. So far, I'm going to give the nod, and, uh, and, and again... Uh, take so a couple far. more sips. Let's take so a couple far. more sips before okay. we give the nod. The nod. Okay. The I'm official. Inclined. My head is my head is inclining toward a certain <laughs> direction, but uh, before we give the two beers up, uh, seal of approval. All right. You know they're all these these all beers. Uh, they're all very unique in their own their own ways. Yeah, you're right. It's really nice to be able to sit down and compare styles of beer. You know, I see people drinking beer, and they go out and they buy a case of whatever. I mean, it might be good beer. But you end up drinking that one beer for however long it takes you to finish a case of it. Well, that's the great what? thing about uh, about doing the beer brawl, is that, uh, you know, you experience some different beers. I mean, I would never go out. I, mean, I wouldn't say never. I, I, I used to, certainly not as much anymore. But uh, being the adventuresome spirit that I am... I'm willing to give things a try, mm-hmm. and uh, this is a great way of doing it. And uh, you know, you bounce back, you bounce back and forth here, and uh, see what you like. It's much. It's also got a lot more of a bitter taste to it. A you know, bit not more. just the not just the lemon, but more of a, a, a hop bitterness. I'm gonna see what people say about this beer online. I would say this. Um, this seems a little bit more complex, perhaps, than the, than the other ones. Whether it is or not, I don't know. But uh, it, 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 it's I get a sense of that there, there's more going on here with this particular one. I love the name, though, Jolly Pumpkin. <laughs> I already came up with that. <laughs> mm. And people seem to like this. This is also probably the uh, lowest alcohol content of the four, hmm. at four point eight percent. Um, but definitely a lot of lemon zest in this. Yeasty as well. Kind of, you can taste the yeast like, it tastes like, um, bread, almost. Beer's holding up pretty well as far as the head goes. Yeah, definitely. So, I'm just, I see we have a, looks like a sailboat on here. I'm just trying to, barrel age and bot. What are so... It, it almost right, looks so, like a style uh, of the let's, screen. Let's just, let's just, yeah, right? <laughs> Launch the screen. Let me add a couple things on here. It says barrel aged. Tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, probably is aged in oak barrels instead of in big giant stainless steel 
fermenters mm -hmm. or in a keg. And, and how would that make or, a difference, you think, in, in well, it's gonna, how it's, it tastes? It's going to pick up notes of flavor from the wood, mm -hmm. maybe some smells too, especially if that wood had been... Had something else in it beforehand. Oh. So you get, I mean, the, the, I guess a lot of people are familiar with um, scotch. Mm -hmm. So you get scotch, you can get scotch that's been aged in sherry barrels, uh, port barrels, um, other types of scotch but, barrels. But typically they and, would and use oak in up, this? Oak? For the most part, I think people use oak. I don't think you're going to put pine because it's a no. soft wood. Yeah. You don't want you don't want to actually absorb all the liquid, right. you know. Um, I've made um, beer that has uh, bourbon. So oak the, in the, it. the implication here is that this is oak barrel aged, even though it doesn't say oak. It doesn't say oak, so we can't really say it's right. in oak exactly. Um, but it was most likely in oak or some other similar as, type as of hardwood. As opposed to these other ones which, which may be in aluminum vats or, or... They could be in... I think they're stainless steel. Stainless steel. Okay. Uh, or copper. Uh, but yeah. these are probably... With the amount of sediment in the bottom, they're probably aged in the bottle. Now this one says bottle conditioned. What, 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 what does that mean? Bottle conditioned. So you have the life of the beer. So you have a certain amount of time where the beer kind of tends to mellow out. So that's kind of aging, and it's also conditioning at the same time. But you leave it in the barrel for a certain amount of mm -hmm, time, mm -hmm. so they probably left it in there for uh, several months, mm -hmm. and then they put it in a bottle to with the priming sugar to um, create the carbonation. So that's conditioning. <coughs> now, I would also say just looking and, and it's at probably these. been it's probably been stored for a while too before they put it out. On the market, so you know, whereas stuff coming off the Amheuser Busch assembly line is uh, sold the next day at your at your supermarket, this one's probably been sitting in a warehouse for several months. I see. Um, before they actually pushed it out to the market. Now, would so that that's be a the contractual? Or would that be no? That's the conditioning. No, but I mean, would they say whoever brewed this again that the color? Uh, Jolly Pumpkin. So they would they bottle it and then they send it out to a distributor. No, they probably bottle it, store it. They store it themselves. To, to condition it. To, to and age then they'll it, release it. Okay, right? fine. I can't So a, a beer over its life cycle will have sharp flavors to mm -hmm. begin with, and then the flavors blend and mellow, and mm -hmm. then they... Uh, my wife just sent it. So there's a little bit of making a, fun of us. There's a little bit of a <laughs> correlation then between you know how long it might sit, et cetera, et cetera. Now, let me ask you one other question. I see here that obviously you can pick different color uh, for the bottles. And and this this other one uh, that from Cooperstown, the the Wit uh, Brewery Omegang, is kind of a, a lighter colored brownish bottle. Right. And I noticed this particular one that we're drinking now, the uh, the Artisan White Ale Jolly Pumpkin, is, is a very dark bottle. So talk a little bit about the colors of the bottles and how it may affect uh, the beer inside them. Well, basically, you don't want a bottle that's going to be clear. Mm -hmm. Light and beer do not mix. Just the same way light and wine don't mix. That causes a beer to go bad. It, it just creates chemicals in the beer, the light, the reaction of the light and the existing yeast and chemicals that are already in there. It creates bad, bad things. Bad things. It's like skunking. 
You know, I okay. don't know what yeah. skunking is, but... But I know when I smell it. <laughs> right, like art. You know, but basically you want a beer that's in a brown, amber, or green bottle, because they tend to block out mm-hmm. most uh, mm-hmm. wavelengths of light that you don't want in your beer. So is green and brown comparable? Because I notice all of these ones we're drinking now are, are, are brown or It might brown. be a matter of cost, hmm. you know, where they're getting their bottles from, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, as far as what, how... What color they are, and, and, and of course, in your own particular home brewing, you use what? What do you use? Uh, kegs. <laughs> so they're 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 steel. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you don't see through them at all. Um, but if I do, I use um, actually I recycle. I use all of these because um, except for the uh, Oma Gang because it's a cork top. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the ones that are bottle caps, I'll, I'll go and I'll uh, soak them in OxyClean for a while. The labels will come fall right off, and I'll reuse them. So there you go. We're also folks. green. There, there you go. Green? Yeah, we're green by using oh, brown oh, bottles. Oh, oh, we're, all right, I got you. Because you said green bottles before, right? Well, we we make every attempt uh, from the ale holes to be green. There's no doubt about that. Uh, or drunk. I mean, uh. yeah, you know. But I tell you, by the time you get to the end of this. Uh, well, we're lucky here because these ones are, are very low in alcohol. Unlike the the stouts we did. Oh yeah, the stouts. You know, some I of those know. were eight nine percent. We should do a barley wine. That was gonna totally hammer it. Well, so, talking <laughs> about upcoming events. Uh, so we we we're almost through this particular. And then we have the grand finale after this. Right. Well, so my that's own. That's why I said we're almost through. My. Now we've we've had a couple commercial ones. Now it's time to compare my yeah, we'll do the, my uh, own homebrew, the real deal, folks, uh, which, which Mark has never had, by the way. So you know, every, of course, people are sitting at home with uh, bated breath, uh, sitting on the edge of their seats as they suck down their own particular favorite uh, brews. So what's what do you think for the uh, next edition of the Ale Holes uh, Beer Brawl on a Thursday night? What are we going to uh, Huh. Hopefully this time. I don't know. I think we got to pick something that's a little bit more broader in scope than okay. wit. Okay. Uh, as we were describing before, it was it was awfully hard to find, you know, four wit beers at the local beer stores that we have here in, uh, you know, North Jersey. You but, one uh, would think we live in a, in a major metropolitan area that it wouldn't be all that much of a problem, but uh, certainly I, I got to tell you, I mean that the well, you know, I go to a a place right near. My house, and they've improved the selection, actually. They've improved the selection. It used to be somewhat average. Maybe they'd get uh, take a chance on a few different things. But I noticed, now I talked to the uh, the manager a few times and uh, recommended getting some more stuff. And they seem to respond to what, what people ask for. It's, it's a large place, for sure. In fact, is it the just, Bottle King? I didn't want to say the name. Uh, I don't care here. But it is it is indeed the Bottle King. Located I got, on uh, Bloomfield <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> I got I got the um, um, Hitacho Nest from uh, Place in Montclair. I don't remember the name of it. Uh, Magnolias. That's what oh, it was. Oh yeah, yeah. I got the uh, um, Calabaz Blanca and the uh, Omegang Wit from uh, Shoppers Vineyard, which is probably the place I use the most. They have one of the best selections. Of beer around in the area, um, but you know when you shop there all the time, yeah, your selection it, starts to right. get it gets very out. limited because I've drank pretty much 
my way through the store. Yeah, but I mean, luckily a lot of this stuff comes online here and there, and uh, you know, you you can make yeah. do. But well, uh, they're they're very good about you know rotating in and out new selections of beers with lots of different specials and stuff. And and, and just another word to the uh, visitors to Simply Beer, uh, another unabashed plug. Those who visit Simply Beer or listen to the podcast, certainly, you know, uh, send us an email or contact uh, us uh, about places where you buy beer that, you know, within a 10-mile radius. I'm not about to go to uh, Stony Point, New York uh, to find, you know, to get a beer. Yeah, if you're in North Jersey and you, you know of, uh, you know, good places to go, by, by all means let us know. And, you know, we do travel. You know, I was in uh, Philadelphia last weekend. and Right. Uh, on my way back up, we stopped. Uh, my wife and I stopped at the um, Triumph Brewing Company in Princeton, and uh, brought home two growlers of, uh, of some fine beer from from that establishment. I was in Seattle, Washington. Actually, uh, found a little microbrewery there. Oh, not so little, but it was good. It was a place called Rock Bottoms. I didn't even know it was a microbrewery. I was looking for a place to have some dinner and, and uh, have a beer, and this place was set back in quite, it was at the corner of, uh, I don't know, 6th and something. 6th and something. 6th and something. But, you know, it was in the downtown area, so it's, it's not a big deal. But it was called Rock Bottoms, and uh, went in there, had a couple good uh, IPAs, uh, enjoyed them immensely. But the, the experience of eating and, and, and drinking in Seattle is quite different than being here on the East Coast, that's for sure. Um, but you know, give us a give us a shout and see what's cooking, and uh, we'll check it out. How, how are you liking this now? Uh, I'm taste, it's tasting a bit sour for me right now. This uh, well, we need, we need to do one more before we give the two the two beer thing. So yeah, this is tasting a bit 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 sour to me, and I, and it's almost like a, a kind of like an appley taste that I'm getting. I think it's a very complex beer, Frank. It is. It is, and it, its flavor has changed immensely. Yeah. I mean, I got you know another just another sip here left. Um, I mean, you know, I think it would do this particular beer an injustice to dismiss it out of hand and say, "Well, you know, it doesn't rate this or that or whatnot." And I agree with you. I don't, I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's a. It serves anyone to really rate a beer all that much. I mean. The idea of doing the, the podcast is so we can talk about it and, and, and flesh it out a little bit. And hey, get we some more compare the styles of beer, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, if you, if you give a beer a kind of a, a, a bad rating, so to speak, and you, you say, well, this beer is a C plus, what does that really tell you? It, it doesn't tell you much. Well, you know, I, I, I do rate beers on, on the Simply Beer website, as you know. And... Uh, it's 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 hard, you know, when you find a beer that just really does not measure up, to to find good qualities about it. But when you can't, you really have to give those recommendations of of a poor rating. Yeah. You know, I I found uh, several beers that, you know, I gave out of a scale of one to ten, you know, five six. I think one I even spit out. For me, whoa, to, whoa. for me to spit out a beer and dump a beer down the drain is um, rather, yeah, that's a, that's a commentary. <laughs> you know, it was it was thoroughly disgusting, um, but unfortunately, you get those. And you know, what 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 kind of credibility do you have if you're not willing to 
give an honest opinion, you know. And, and we, you, certainly, you, we certainly want credibility. <laughs> of that, you, know? you know, I mean, really, you know. You know, then again, I also, you know, just don't go out there and pick every single beer I see. You know, I, I tend to pick beers that I'm going to like to drink because, quite frankly, I don't want to rate beers that I'm not going to like to drink. Yeah. So, you know, I have definitely expanded my... You know what I taste in beers. I mean, um, a, a test of some of this. Some of this. I, I think life is, is is generally this way. I mean, if you had a good meal at a restaurant and the service was very good and you thought it was mm-hmm. a good value for the money, they didn't they didn't rip you off. You say, you know, I'd come back here again. One can say a similar thing about beer. I would buy this again yeah. and, and, and and drink it. Yeah. So I think that's that's telling. If you, yeah. you, listen. When you have, as Peter said, there, there's hundreds of beers that they, they, they come out with. Where do you spend your hard-earned money and, and say, I, I enjoy this enough where I'll spend whatever yeah. it is. You know, I, I'm, I, you know, all the beers that we're rating are beers that we have to purchase. And yeah. quite frankly, I don't want to spend, you know, $3, $4, $8, $10, $35 on a bottle of beer that I'm going to want to dump down the drain. Exactly, and, uh, and, you know. and there's so much to choose from. You need someone to cut through all the all the stuff. You can't try them all on your own. And hey, that's why the ale holes are here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if if you're if you're listening to this for the first time, check out my beer cellar. It's uh, quite extensive, and I right. uh, actually just recently added to it yesterday. So what do you think? Four there, new uh, styles of beer. What do you think? There, ale hole number one. Are we about ready to uh, try your. Well, you got to finish your beer. I'm always last. <laughs> I can't help it, folks. You know, I'm just slow. I'm a little slower, and that, you know, that's just the way it is. There's not much I can say about it. I'm slow, but I'll finish it now. And uh, just, just so everybody listening, Mark has uh, never tried the beer that I'm about to pour for my keg. It's a um, it's called a Grand Cru, which is a, another white ale. Yeah, please. <laughs> Mix up the glasses. I don't, I don't want my mouth on your glass. <laughs> I don't want your mouth anywhere. There you go. Ale hole number one is, is, is downstairs in the beer cellar, getting his special concoction, which I'm looking forward to. Um, this will be a treat. As uh, ale hole number one said, this is my first time having this, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Let's see how it compares with some of the... Uh, with some of the domestic stuff that's out there, or the uh, the bottle, the the more commercial stuff, I should say, because we did try some international. You know, quite frankly, the guy's orgasm no, already. Uh, wait, he's I, not. He's I, not. He's <laughs> not. Wait, this, right. this is completely objective, by the way. <laughs> you, you go ahead and try. I'm going to sit here and remain silent. Oh, should I gasp like you did? <laughs> Smell it. <laughs> the beer. <laughs> Smell the beer. Well, don't leave us all in suspense. No, I will. I will. I mean, see, guys, putting me on the spot. What am I supposed to say here? <laughs> no, it's very good. Excellent. But you know, it's, it's again. If we look at the truest sense of handcrafted, it's exactly what this is. Oh yeah, this is on a microscopic scale. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you, this is you know, a five-gallon batch uh, of beer. One, one would expect, and which this is indeed. An excellent, an excellent brew. Um, yeah, but you, you can't compare it to the other stuff. I mean, this would be like uh, comparing a handmade card, which there are handmade cards. I can't afford them, but I know they right. exist, to a production model. I mean, you know. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, this is taken. This is this is made with with care and love, and and, and it certainly comes through in the taste. Quite frankly, I think my beer is better than the four we had. But then again, it, you know, exactly. Well, I'll tell you something. It, it's it's um, closest to the last one we had. I think. My opinion. Without the um, bitterness. Without the bitterness. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Not that not that the other one I thought was 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 extremely bitter by any means. I didn't find no. it bitter enough to be objectionable. No. But actually, I can still taste that last beer. My palate has not been cleansed. So, nonetheless, since it's unfair in a way, I mean, should we should we do? How, what should we do next? Should we do the well? I think. Up or, or what? What? what I, I think. Let's let's look at these, and uh, you know we started off with the, uh, you know the Wicker Key, or however you pronounce it. Um, I think it's Whitakirk. Whitakirk. You know my Belgian is not you know is a little rusty, so <laughs> or non-existent. Well, it should be. <laughs> you know, and then we went, and the second beer we had was the Cachino um, um, Nest Beer White Ale. Uh, then we had the Amagang Wit. And finally, the uh, Calabaza Blanca. Of the three, I think... Uh, well, you know what? I'll let Mark give his opinion first. Uh, well, the first one we had, I think definitely I would put to the, to the back of the pack, so to speak. I think it's an unimpressive beer. Uh, as, as I was sort of alluding to, I thought it could be possibly the... The Budweiser of Belgium, so to speak. <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing to write home about. It didn't work for me. Uh, I believe the, the this one, the, the uh, hit. A, of course, you can't see. I'm told, I'm holding it up. The hit a chino. I thought there was um, this was the lemony one. Yeah, yeah, that was real lemony. Too, too, too much lemon overpowered the taste of the beer. Uh, leaves us with the last two. Um, I tell you what, I'm going to go with the. Uh, I, I truly believe I was going to say this before the Calabaza Blanca. In my opinion, I thought it was very good. Uh, I would I would buy it again, and I I would recommend it as as a give it a try. All right, and for me, you know the uh, Wicker Kirky or however you pronounce it, definitely the bottom of the barrel of the four. Not a lot of flavor. Didn't even fit the style of beer, in my opinion. Um, the Hedicino Nest Beer White Ale, way too overpowering in the lemon. Um, it had an amazing aroma at the beginning. Good color, good head, but uh, that flavor just really kicked you in the ass. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the Calabaza Blanca... Definitely much better than the previous two, um, but I didn't think it was as well balanced as the Almagangwit. And for me, I'm going with the Almagangwit. Although I actually prefer my own well, yeah. <laughs> over the okay. over the four. So well, there you go. You know, so, kudos to me for my own homebrew. The Cisco and Eagbird of the beer tasting. Let me pat uh, myself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but seriously, out, out of the four of them. You know, I think depending on the day, it could have gone either way between the Oma Gang and the Calabaza Blanca. I wish that we actually had some other styles, commercial styles of whipped beer to try. Because I really think there are better 
wit beers out there that are a better representation of the style. Yeah, we can do wit beer part two, maybe. A few yeah. Months from now. Unfortunately, in North Jersey, there's not a lot of uh, selection on wit beer. But we, beer, we so. do travel, as we said, so yeah. perhaps we can pick something up and, maybe and, we can, and, uh, and share it with the whole audience. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for listening. And this is the second edition of uh, the Ale Holes on Simply Beers Thursday Night Beer Brawl. Thanks for listening and have a good night. I want to tip you, baby, before I go. I'll be back tomorrow night and drink some more. I don't care what the people are thinking. I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. But you're so high. Oh, no. You the one drunk. Look at your eyes, man. Don't you tell my old lady now. Well, I ain't here, but four, five, six, seven.